always behave himself and do the homework. Thanks for coming to the Sun of Smiley podcast. My name is Ed Hill, and I am a stand-up comedian and the Sun of Smiley. What you're about to hear are some stories about me, some stories about my dad, and some stories between my dad and I. So sit back, relax, and don't forget to smile. Hey yo, everybody! Welcome to uh, the post-Christmas episode of the Sun the Smiley Podcast. Uh, what did I do any shows in the last few days? I did actually did one show uh, last night. I was actually on the Laugh Lounge app. Um, it's a streaming service. It's an app you can download where they live stream live shows from all over North America. Um, so I did one yesterday in Vancouver at the new House of Comedy Comedy Club in Vancouver here. And if you ever get the chance, download the app called Laugh Lounge. You can actually watch my set on there. It's about a 12-minute set. Um, it was a great crowd, and the um, the crew was very diligent in their tasks and uh, i gotta say you know they definitely transformed the place into something that's quite um, beautiful anyways so other than that haven't done too many shows um since i talked to everybody last time on monday which i was super late for the episode last week um as christmas was you know in between and the big task this time for this year was the wife and I, we decided that we are going to be responsible for cooking the family dinner. And by family, I mean, there's five of us, me and my wife, my brother and my parents, and we're just going to handle all of it. So this is what's on the menu. And I'll just tell you guys right off the bat, most of this venue is from uh, Gordon Ramsay, which my it's my hero, my idol. I love that guy. I wish he can yell at me to my face. That would be my dream. But, so if anybody knows Gordon, let him know that uh, I am dying to meet him. So, here is the menu. First on the menu is uh, Gordon Ramsay's Simple Brisket. And if you watch the video he has on YouTube, that's where I got the uh, recipe from. It's where he goes, what's not to love about my succulent beef brisket? And that is, he loves that word, succulent. He uses it all the time. A little weird, but hey, that's why he's Gordon. He uses words that nobody else uses. So it's a simple brisket um, by Gordon Ramsay. And then the um, pork loin sage. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, pork loin stuff with sage and garlic um, by Gordon Ramsay. And... There is the scalloped potatoes. There is um, dinner rolls from local grocery store. So that's not re- we didn't make that. We just bought it, and butter that goes with it. And also, there is roasted vegetables. So honey glazed roasted vegetable from Gordon Ramsay's recipe, which wasn't really roasted. It was interesting, but anyways. But it was good. And then to top it off, Yorkshire pudding with gravy that's made from the brisket um, soup, I guess. That's how you call it. So it was quite a, uh, quite a, um, how do you put it? Quite a journey to put all this together. And this is the reason. And that kind of leads into 
exactly what happened in the cooking process um, this week and uh, a learning point for myself and anybody else who may or may not have done this in their own lives. And the reason why I'm saying this is because for the whole ordeal, and like if you look at most of the dishes, the brisket, the pork, um, the Yorkshire pudding, um, they all need the oven. And we had the, we had one oven. Let's put it that way. So timing is key. And all these different dishes had very different timing and temperature. So the brisket needed about three and a half hours to four hours and at a low temperature. So that already is going to take up the bulk of the time. We started the whole process, I think about five hours prior to dinner time. So, and then the pork is about, needs, you know, about medium temperature, um, but only an hour max in order to, you know, keep it crispy and it's not too dry. And the potato, of course, needs high heat because we're baking it. And then it's short. It's only about 45 minutes. And then you got, you know, the the uh, Yorkshire pudding, which is baking temperature, you know, about, I think, 350, 400. And, you know, it only needs like 20 minutes. So everything is kind of like in different space and different zones. And if we had two ovens, of course, this would be a piece of cake, but we had one. So we kind of had to get things in and then, you know, change temperatures midway through and get things out, which we, we kind of coordinated because we're like the brisket has got to go in first is low temperature. So if we crank it up a little bit, it's not too bad as long as, you know, we don't crank up so high that it completely dries out, you know, all the soup and the broth that's in it, which is going to make the brisket very dry. So that was fine. Now, here is what the learning point comes in. So, in the middle of the thing, everything is going well. We got everything on, in control. What a roll. It's great. And for people who are not exactly chefs and cooks, like my wife and I, we're like rocking this. Now, we're feeling pretty good. We're like, hey, wow. You know, we finally got things in control. We've done this multiple times. And we've done the brisket before with the wrong cut of meat and just stuff like that. And it came out super dry and it was not very good. But this time we got the right cut of meat. Everything looks great. It just looks, you know, like we're on point. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. And then I'm there and, you know, standing next to the oven, right? I'm, I'm afraid the heat's going to come out of the oven. I'm going to make sure the door is closed properly. I see this latch on the oven. Now, the oven is old. The oven is from 1994 when we first moved here from Taiwan. So none of the appliances has been changed. The oven is the same one. Um, same thing with the burner. Everything, it's the original model when we first moved in. And it works great. I mean, you know, it's not heavily used. My parents don't really use the oven. So it works well. It's clean. My mom uses a storage room. Like all the ovens in the house, we have two. Um, the other one, we have no clue how to use it. So, but both has been used as storage room. My mom puts pots and pans in there, um, her cups, you know, things that could combust inside the oven. So, you know, it's going and I, I look at this latch and, you know, I'm, I'm putting my hand on top of the oven and some heat coming out. Obviously it's hot and like an idiot, I'm like, oh my God, the heat must be escaping. Maybe this latch needs to be closed um, in order for the heat to stay in. And we've been doing this wrong the whole time. So like an idiot, I pull the latch into the rice and it locks. And I was like, oh, cool. Oven's now locked. Heat's in. We're good. This is even better. And then the oven turns off. It just turns off. It beeps and goes off. And I'm like, oh, crap. 
did I just turn the oven off? Is this the off latch? So I'm like, okay, let's just turn it back on. Maybe I just short circuit something. It's an old oven. Maybe he's got to turn it back on. So I hit bake, try to the temperature. The thing beeps and just keeps turning off. So I'm like, yo, the brisket is still in there. The other stuff hasn't gone in yet. We're like right on time. This can't be happening. And I don't want to ruin the brisket if the temperature drops. So, you know, I call my wife over. She's like, why did you lock it? I was like, I don't know. I just want the heat to come out. So we did a frantically Googling this model oven, which, you know, they don't make anymore. And what I have activated is the self-cleaning component of the oven. So when you lock it, the next thing you do is you have to hit the self-clean and the oven will kind of clean itself, which means it shoots the temperature into extreme, burns everything off in there. And once it, you know, finishes that, then the latch will open. I'm like, well, I can't have a cleaning operation right now. There's a brisket in there. It's going to catch on fire and get to destroy my food. So I'm there like looking at troubleshooting. It's like, has anybody ever done this idiotic um, behavior before? And obviously it has because there's a, there's a box in the manual, which we found a PDF on the internet, says that if you actually lock the oven, you either start the cleaning cycle and sacrifice your food, or if you don't want to sacrifice your food, is you just got to wait. You got to wait until the oven cools down, I guess, to the same temperature as outside, and the latch will kind of open itself um, because of the temperature thing. I think the electronic lock is sensitive to the temperature. So I'm like, okay, well, now we're screwed. Now the time is behind. So now I start YouTubing. I'm like, there's got to be other people who's done this before with food inside. How do they open it? And every YouTube video is like, you got to pull your oven out. You got to pull the circuit. You got to cut the latch. You got to cut the wiring. You got to reset your entire house to the electric circuit. And you got to buy a new oven. I'm like, I can't. None of these is, all these are nuclear solutions to a, you know, to a meat problem. So, so I stood there panicking for about good 15 minutes. And I guess within 15 minutes, the temperature cooled to a point. I mean, it wasn't room temperature, but it opened up. And we got the thing back on, and it worked. Thank the Lord, which is his birthday, um, that it worked. So, how did the dinner turn out? The brisket was amazing. The pork was okay. I think it needs more flavor. Potatoes are amazing. Vegetables are amazing. Well, the vegetables wasn't even the oven to begin with. If you roast a vegetable, you roast in a pan on the burner. So, I, how can you go wrong with that? Only thing that really didn't turn out the way it's supposed to was the Yorkshire pudding. And the reason is because our timing was off. The batter had to sit for a bit, and we didn't have time. So, what it turned out, it turned to Yorkshire cookies. But all in all, it was a delicious dinner. Everyone enjoyed it. The brisket especially was absolutely amazing. If you get a chance, check out Gordon Ramsay's recipe on YouTube. Use that recipe. His brisket is great. Anyways, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas or wonderful holidays. Whatever that you actually celebrate, I hope you had a great time. Happy Hanukkah, so on and so forth. Um... Where I'm going to be in the next little bit when the New Year is coming. So New Year's Eve, I will be at the Comedy Cave Pony Club in Calgary, Alberta. And the remainder of the week, January 2nd all the way to the 5th, I will be there at the Comedy Cave Pony Club in Calgary, Alberta. 
And then January 9th all the way to 12th, I will be at the Pechanga Comedy Club in Temecula, California. January 15th, I will be at Monkey Night Brewery in Richmond, British Columbia. January 17th, Old City Station Pub in Nanaimo, British Columbia. 18th of January, Avalanche Bar, Corny, British Columbia. Um, January 23rd, Naughty Burl in Squamish, British Columbia. January 24th and 25th, I'll be at the Drop Comedy Club in the South Bend, Indiana. And then January 31st and um, February 1st, I will be a Showtime um, Comedy and Entertainment in St. Catharines, Ontario. And January 14th, keep your eyes locked for the announcement for my taping for Candy and Smiley, my first one-hour special presented by Comedy Dynamics. Keep your eyes locked. News coming. Check it out. Um, any additional dates or news, um, go to my website, kingedhill.com for the special. Go to candyandsmiley.com. And that being said, I will see you next week around the same time, but definitely the same place with a brand new episode of Being the Son of Smiley. Happy New Year, everybody.